Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. Yes, sir. Sometimes less is more, and I just start this show the right way. That's the Philly Godfather anthem, baby. And to start off this Friday edition of The Fix, I got my man, Philly Godfather, on the line. What better way to start off for Friday as there's some lines that have moved. Where can we get some opportunity to cash some bets? And there's no one better in the world than Philly Godfather. Follow him on Twitter, at Philly Godfather. And before we get started, I'll give him a good old, how you doing, brother? How you doing, man? I'm all right, man. Just trying to catch some tickets, make some money, feed the kids. I got two kids in college, you know, pay the rent, and just uh, have a good time doing it. That's it, man. That's all we can do. So let's get right into it. Around the horn, rapid fire. We're going to go through every single NFL Week 6 game against the spread, maybe some money line, just whatever the godfather likes. He's going to give us the info, and you do what you want with it. Just don't be an idiot. Listen to the man. All right, so let's get right into it. 1 p.m., Bears, Panthers, Bears are a slight dog, at least what I see, uh, Philly Godfather, plus one, one and a half, depending on where you shop. Bears plus 100 on the money line, and Panthers minus 114. What do you like there? Yeah, I like the Bears here. They're coming off 10 days rest after a big win uh, versus Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. They made Tom Brady forget how many downs there is in football. (laughs) And uh, the Panthers have struggled stopping the run. Uh, They've had absolute fits trying to get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, Matt Rule's team ranks 30th in the pressure rate with only five sacks on the year. So if they can't get any uh, pressure on Foles here, he should have a big game. The other issue with the Panthers' defense is they're all banged up. Carolina has a ton of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, from defensive ends to tackles to cornerback. I took the Bears early in this uh, in this one in the week. I took plus two and a half. The line's down to one, one and a half, uh, like you said, depending on where you shop. And honestly, I don't think you're going to need the points here. I like the small uh, road talk. All right, moving on. Detroit traveling to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's been a dumpster fire, but so so have the Lions, and the Lions are coming off that bye, and we have the standard three. So Detroit on the road getting the field goal. If you want to go money line, Detroit's minus 155, what I'm looking at, plus 140 for Jacksonville, 64% of the betting public going Detroit. Philly Godfather, what do you like? Yeah, Lions originally opened up as a two-point road favorite. Since then, we've seen this line kissed up uh, through that key number of three to as high as three, minus a buck and a quarter, and three and a half even money at some of the sharper offshore betting houses. Uh, this is going to be an ugly game to bet on. It's going to be, uh, it's going to probably have the smallest handle of any NFL game played this week, since both these teams have only one win on the season. I think they have a combined what two and seven record at minus two and at anything under three. The Lions really look to be the right side here, especially if you just look at recent play. I mean, the Lions beat the solid Cardinals team by a field goal, 
and lost to the Saints by less than a touchdown. Uh, while the Jags, like, they've been hampered with injuries on the defensive side. They're, they've been getting blown out. I think they lost by 42 points over the last three games versus teams with a combined record of 4-10. and 10. So they really haven't looked that good over the last, uh, over recent play. And now Detroit's coming off their bye week. Uh, but you got to ask yourself, what really warrants this team to be a three-and-a-half-point road favorite? I mean, mm-hmm. they're not even that good. If this game was played at Ford Field, would you lay seven and a half or eight points on Detroit? Because that's what the line would be. And I don't think anyone in the world would lay eight points on Detroit against anybody. <laughs> no. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, I know the Jags defense has allowed the 29th most uh, yards this year and 25th most touchdowns uh, in the league. But this Jags offense has moved the ball much better than the Lions. Uh, they rank eight spots better in the yards per play metric. And the fact that the guy that touches the ball on every offensive snap for the Lions looks like he won't play this week. It's uh, their center, uh, Ragnall. I don't think he's going to play. He's all banged up. I'm kind of starting to lean towards the Jags here. I mean, I, I think once that line crossed over that key number of three, the Jags at plus three and a half definitely has some value. Uh, it, it's just an ugly game to bet on. I haven't bet it yet. I hate giving out. You know, telling people what to bet. If I haven't bet it myself, I put my money where my mouth is. But at three and a half, I think the Jags definitely have some value. All right, moving on. Still in the one o'clock games. Early in the one p.m. slates, we have Atlanta traveling to Minnesota. Atlanta now getting four, and this opened at three and a half, so not a ton of movement. Four, from what I see, depending on where you shop. Once again, money line plus one seventy-five for Atlanta, minus one ninety-eight for Minnesota. Only thirty percent of the betting public, Philly Godfather, is going Atlanta with the points. What say you? Yeah, the public's going to be all over the Vikings uh, here this week. Everyone watched them lose a close game to the undefeated uh, Seattle Seahawks last week while the Falcons lost their fifth straight game in a row. Uh, in a row. And it's a horrible season that they're having. Uh, we've got two dome teams here. Obviously, Minnesota's the better squad, but after having their hearts ripped out, of their chest in last week's loss to Russell Wilson, and now their running back, Dalvin Cook, uh, he's not playing. He's been ruled out for Sunday's game, along with a bunch of other banged-up guys on uh, Mike Zimmerman's team. I, I like the fact that they're plus four. Uh, nobody's going to be betting them. I'll probably be on the island holding a ticket on the Falcons here. Uh, but they get Julio Jones back. They get Grady uh, Jarrett back. And uh, that should be enough for them to stay within this Vegas point spread. All right. Well, there'll be a few people joining you on that island after they hear this. <laughs> I'm moving on. Houston traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee, man. Ryan Tannehill. All he does is get W's. Say what you want about the man. Game manager. Can't throw the rock. Tennessee is cruising, and they're three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, plus 168 for Houston money line, minus 189 for Tennessee. Philly Godfather, what do you like? Yeah, there's been some really sharp money that hit the screen on Mike Vrabel's team here. Uh, they laid – two-and-a-half uh, and three, which forced odds makers to readjust their price up to three-and-a-half on this one. Uh, Tennessee keeps finding ways to win close games, starting off the season 4-0, and but they're just one and three against the spread. They're coming off that big victory over Buffalo. So the whole world's going to be on them this week. Uh, I don't know if anyone's going to be looking to bet this uh, one and four Texans team, who, who I don't think they... Uh, <laughs> I don't think they've made anyone any money this year. I think they're one and four against the spread. Um... Man, this is uh, this is going to be a close one, but you got to ask yourself one question: How can a four zero team be only a three point favorite over a one and four division opponent at home? I mean, if this game was you know on a neutral field, would this game be a pick 'em? So yeah. bookmakers are definitely begging for Titans money here. Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to be on the Texans here plus the, plus the hook. 
plus a three and a half. Been, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, they've been uh, killing it's the right side. Year. I mean, right sides don't always win, but it's definitely the right side. Yeah. All right. Moving on, and this is a trash of a matchup here. I mean, the definition of a dumpster fire: the Washington football team, no name squad, going to the Meadowlands, Washington and the New York Football Giants, and Washington's getting two and a half, at least from what I see, plus one thirty on the money line for Washington, minus one forty five for the New York Giants. Can the Giants get their first win? Oh five, lane three at home. Wow, against the <laughs> amazing Washington football team that's ranked second in the NFL in the adjusted sack rate and the impression rate and getting after the quarterback. This is another ugly game, man. Two bad teams. Uh, I'm leaning towards the dog here. Anytime, you know, <laughs> anytime the game's a coin flip, I always like to take the plus money. But uh, I don't know, man. This is just an ugly game. This is just an ugly game. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. So let's move on here. And we have – this is a good matchup. And the Browns, there's the haters that are saying they're going to – you know, the wheels are going to come off. And then there's the people that maybe overrate them a little bit in recent memory. But maybe they finally arrived, and they're getting three-and-a-half against that undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers team. And Eagles fans just watch what they have going on. A lot of weapons. Big Ben looks not like himself in his prime, but close to it. And the Browns are getting three and a half, plus 170 on the money line, minus 190 on the money line for Pittsburgh. Can uh, Cleveland cover this uh, spread? This is going to be a real fun game to watch. I mean, Pittsburgh's been flawless on the year 4-0. Uh, they've been in some tight games and had the ball bounce their way a lot. Uh, but Mike Tomlin's team hasn't really beaten a good team all year. I mean, the combined record of Pittsburgh's opponents this year is just 3-15-1. and it's the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles. Uh, I mean, their opponents have a combined negative 130-point differential on the year. As long as the Browns don't turn the ball over here and they can win that, that turnover differential, I think they're a live dog. Man, I would love to you know, grab the Browns here plus four points. Uh, the Steelers' offensive line is banged up. This is going to be the best team they faced all year. It's a division game, and they just got done playing against an Eagles defensive line that has the third most sacks on the year. And off the top of my head, uh, and don't quote me on this number, but teams after playing the top three sack teams in 2020 have only covered the spread 36% of the time the following week. So basically, anytime you go up against a great defensive line, your offensive line gets banged up. And as anyone knows, your offensive line is your whole team because if you can't protect the quarterback, you can't win the game. Yeah, and speaking of a banged-up offensive line, the Bengals are traveling to Indy, and the Bengals' left tackle, he's out for this game. This opened at 8. I see this a different number everywhere I look, Philly Godfather. It's 7 on points bet. It's 7.5 on FanDuel, and it's even 8 still in a couple other places. So I don't know what number you have, but money line, since he plus 320, minus 335 for Indy. I like Joe Burrow. Can he cover that big number? I mean, he's the type of quarterback that can sneak in the back door here. And you're talking about a lot of points. You're talking about seven and a half, eight, depending on where you shop. I even see that nine and a half at one of the offshore sports books. Uh, if, you, if I was looking to take the dog out, I would wait. Uh, the public's going to be all over Indianapolis here. Uh, that line could reach as high as 10. If it gets to 10, then the Bengals definitely have some value, even though you know the Colts have one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. Uh, but anything under 10, I wouldn't be looking to play the dog here. All right, this is a game that I can't wait to watch, and that's an obvious statement because anyone who's been watching football this year, this game is circled, at least for this week. You have Aaron Rodgers going up against Tom Brady, and it opened at 3. I see it at 1 now. Packers, one-point favorites. 
on the road. Who do you like in this essential pick em? I mean, it looks just so easy just to bet the Packers here to win the game and you make some money. You don't, I mean, they don't really have to cover the spread. They just got to win, right? Uh, Tampa's banged up. Mike Evans, Fournette, Godwin, Gronk, Miller, they were all limited in practice this week, even though they're all going to play. This is another game where I think bookmakers are begging for Green Bay money. Uh, they're definitely getting it as of right now. Uh, I checked about two hours ago. I called my guys up in Vegas and uh, offshore, and 85% of all the tickets placed uh, in Vegas and offshore have been on uh, the Green Bay Packers. So the public's all over this team, wow. and you can't really blame them. Aaron Rodgers playing lights out. He's got the highest uh, passer rating uh, through the first four games of the season since they started recording uh, that statistic, that, that passer rating statistic, back in 2006. So he's playing lights out. Uh, but Tampa Bay, I think, is definitely the right side here, even though <laughs> the Packers uh, might surprise you. They've got the much better defense. They've played the better overall competition. They have a top uh, 10 red zone offense. they got one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. They're probably one of the best uh, run-stopping teams in the league as well. And I think Tom Brady is going to come out a little upset. A lot of people clowning on him, and uh, i got to take Tampa Bay here. It's a clown question, bro. This is a statement game for both sides, Philly Godfather. You have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it, dude, if Aaron Rodgers goes into Tampa Bay and loses, you know what everyone's going to say. Oh, see, they're not legit, and the opposite uh, for, for Tom Brady. So that's a game we're all going to be watching, if not betting. Moving on, we have the Rams and the 49ers, and – this is, dude. Is this a typo? The Rams are only three point favorites here. It's it's a short line. Uh, you know, after getting beat two weeks in a row, the Eagles and the Dolphins, uh, even with a healthy Jimmy G back, I'm not so sure it's enough uh, to beat this solid Rams team. Recover the three point spread. I mean, the 49ers are still banged up. I think the number of players they got on IR are like 13 compared to Rams who only have three. So the Rams, this Rams team is really healthy. Uh, the Rams have the better offensive metrics, being ranked 14 spots better in the yards per play stat. Uh, they're the much healthier team, like I said. And on defense, I mean, Sean McVay's team is tied for the league league in sacks and ranked third overall in quarterback pressure rate. This Rams team, I mean, they're outperforming the market. And they've done much better than people expected right out the gate. I just don't know how this 49ers offensive line is going to slow down Arnold, uh, Donald, uh, Donald, I'm sorry. And, uh, I mean, this offensive line for the 49ers is so bad. They're ranked in the basement of the NFL and protecting the quarterback and have given up the fourth most sacks in the NFL this year. I mean, the bookmakers are telling you to bet the Rams here. They want Rams money. I just think you might get burned if you bet San Francisco here. All right, Jets and Dolphins. You talk about another dumpster fire. My goodness, how is Adam Gase still employed? But that's another conversation. This opened at 8.5. Now it's all the way up to 9.5 on FanDuel and DraftKings. The Miami Dolphins, almost 10-point favorites, Philly Godfather. And I, I don't feel comfortable putting my money on the Jets, but it feels like you might have to. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're right, man. I mean, I love Miami as dogs. You know, last week against San Fran, I loved them as you know an underdog. Couple games this year, but as a ten point favorite, I don't. I just don't think they're that team. I mean, if you look through Vegas projected win total set at the beginning of the year, it was only at six. So, just because you beat a banged up San Francisco team, does it warrant this humongous point spread the following week against a Jets team? That's starving for a victory. I mean, last I checked, 80% of all the money's on Miami. By kickoff, you're probably going to see about 90% of the money on the Dolphins. 
I think 10 points is just two months, uh, too much here. I, I like the Jets plus the 10. Broncos traveling to New England, and there's a lot of storylines in this one, and there's a story released earlier tonight slash this afternoon about another COVID case with New England. So who knows what's going to happen here, but that's every game. Who cares? Uh, nine, nine and a half points is the number. The Patriots are favored. What do you like in this game? That's a big number, but you feel like the Patriots can cover? I don't know. I mean, this is such a tough game. The public's going to be all over the Patriots. They're at home. Uh, they got a great defense this year. But Denver's defense ain't bad either. I'm not really looking to bet the side here. Uh, I, think, I kind of feel like that number's a little too high, but Bill Belichick always scares me. Anytime you bet against him, I mean, it's a scary proposition. If anything, I kind of like the under 45 here. All right. Total. All right, under. There we go. I like that, changing it up. Cardinals and Cowboys, and the Cowboys are now three-point favorites at home, and that's it opened at two-and-a-half. I saw it get up uh, all the way to one at one point. I have it three here. I guess it's all over the board, but Philly Godfather, you like Andy Dalton, Big Red, to cover that uh, three-point number? Well, actually, I took him at plus one. I'm looking on the screen now. I'm seeing one-and-a-half on Arizona, so I haven't really – I don't see that three on there, but I like I like Dallas here. I don't I don't care if it's one one and a half. I don't care if they're favored by two. I think they win the game. They got the much better high powered offense. Andy Dalton is definitely good enough, uh, you know, to to move that team up and down the field. I mean, he came out with the victory last week after not playing for a while. Uh, this Dallas team at two and three. I picked them at the beginning of the year to win the NFC East at even money. I still think they do it, and they might just do it with seven wins on the year. I still think they're the team to beat in the NFC East. I think they win this game uh, by at least a field goal. So, uh, yeah, I like the Cowboys here. Yeah, I was looking at the open column. So uh, this article that I have up with the whole list, it says it's opened at three, and now it's a one-point line there. All right, moving on. Chiefs and Bills, this opened at three. Now I see FanDuel and DraftKings at four-and-a-half. Kansas City, four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Man, I like Josh Allen. He has that weapon now on the outside and digs. Who do you like here, Godfather? Yeah, line opened up three. I see it as high as five at uh, some of these offshore books. I see it at Caesars out in Vegas at minus five. Uh, there's been a two-point adjustment in the market. There's definitely some sharp money that laid the three. Uh, now you're getting to the dead zone at five. Uh, that's really a dead number. Not too many games land on five in the NFL where, as we all know, three is such a key number. This one's a tough one, man. Buffalo Bills looking to bounce back. So are the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, both teams coming off of L's. Um I just I just can't bet against uh, Andy Reid here. Uh, I do have futures on Buffalo to win the Super Bowl that I placed at the beginning of the year at thirty three to one. So I'm definitely cheering them in. I just know I just don't know if they can beat this uh, Chiefs team here. All right, Philly Godfather. Before I let you go, man, we have not asked you about the Eagles game, and the Eagles opened up at seven. And now it's almost ten. What are your thoughts on this game? I think the line is way too high, especially with type of defensive line that we have. I mean, we're ranked sixth in opponent yards per play. Uh, we have the third most sacks in the NFL this year at 18. Uh, this is going to be the best rushing uh, defense that Baltimore has played all year. Lamar Jackson looks nothing like he did last year. He's ranked 23rd in DYAR, 22nd in DVOA. Uh, they got a ton of injuries on Baltimore. I, mean, I know we're banged up. I know Lane Johnson ain't playing, but he's been banged up all year and hasn't really been himself, you know, all year. Uh, man, the Ravens are missing defensive ends. Uh, cornerbacks are banged up. Their wide receivers banged up. Uh, left tackles banged up.
<laughs> this team's just as banged up as we are. Ten points is just way too much. I like the Eagles plus the ten and a half. Uh, I also bet the under forty-seven and a half in this one. Uh, I'm not expecting too many points. Philly Godfather, the legend, the goat. Follow him on Twitter at Philly Godfather. Website thephillygodfather.com. What else you got going on, man? I know it's a lot. <laughs> we got, I think we went through every uh, single NFL game. I know. Uh, yeah, and you got to remember, everyone's going to be betting the Ravens this week. Everybody. I think last I checked, there's like 90% of the money's on Baltimore. And, uh, you know, I always like to be on the other side. Win or lose, it's just business for me. But uh, you're going to win more than you're going to lose if you're on the other side of the public. All right. Yeah, I meant to – what I was asking you, PGF, is – what else do you have going on, like podcasts, shows? Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's right, getting man. late, man. I'm, I'm getting not, old. I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm half a century uh, yeah. old uh, <laughs> here. I just turned 50 on Monday, so uh, oh, congrats, man. To late. Yeah, thanks. But, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Philly Godfather. We got the podcast with uh, John Layfield, Jonathan Coachman. Follow the action. We're actually doing a UFC pre-fight show tomorrow before the fights kick off on Twitch, on Twitter. You know, anywhere where you you know you find that stuff on social media. So yeah, it's follow the action, iTunes, Spotify, and you can always stop by my website, thephillygodfather.com. There he is, Philly Godfather. Thank you as always, my friend. Go enjoy your night. Good luck, guys. Legend. Legend. That's all he is. Just an absolute legend, Philly Godfather, joining me live in the Prop Swap Studios. Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> 